cliffcentral.com. There's an event of the ooh, ah, yes, yes, yes persuasion happening beneath your refrigerator. That would be the O'Flanagans. They are making sweet, sweet cockroach loving behind a rogue cherry tomato. As they lie spent, two tangled exoskeletons, they snack on a piece of used dental floss and pick names for the new additions to their rapidly growing brood. 127 and counting. And Mrs. O is still broody. Freaky broody. The refrigerator hums and works its Michael Bublé-esque spell. I'm going to ravage you like a piece of sandwich meat, says Mr. O, as Mrs. O rolls around giggling helplessly on her back. Bring it, Papa, she says. Bring it. And he does. Right there beneath your refrigerator in the shadow of a cherry tomato. Make them stop with fast, deadly doom. Cliffcentral.com Good morning as Wednesday rolls around again. It's time for Animal Central with me, Sharon Dale, and my awesome co-host, Jonathan Sinclair. Good morning. Hi, Jono. Have you had a good week so far? Yeah, so far so good. It's only a three-day week. It is. It's an so odd, it's I, odd week. We it's have nothing week. to complain about. No, not at all, except in business when you're trying to phone people and you're trying to yeah, get Yeah, everyone is on done. leave at this time. Hey? They're either on leave or they really don't care. They, yeah. <laughs> they're kind of, you know, they're just like, the I'm not <laughs> answering my phone this week. Yeah, it's been a bit of a... And a stressful week for me. There's just been so much bad news. Yes, we did hear there. about the things there's, that were happening. Oh, there's been a, a lot of bad news. Look, a lot of good news too, adoptions and, and things happening. And of course, my Canine Zone magazine is out there on shelves. So It's um, got a, a border collie on this, this time. This is the border collie Very issue. Very beautiful. This is the border collie issue. And it's and it's a, an amazing breed. So we look, we have some wonderful breed owner stories in there. Mm-hmm. We're looking at Barking Mad, which is mm-hmm. we had them in the studio. Uh, one of the most amazing shelters in the country and then very important in light of all the dog theft we've got an article on is your dog at risk of being stolen very okay. important because I'm sure there's certain breeds that are oh, more at risk absolutely and also I suppose the smaller breeds because they can fit through the fence or, yes yeah. yes and and the thing is please you know this is where you know we we, we look at the, the whole fighting ring bus this week and whatever this is where your free to a good home dog goes mm. to to people you know that that's going to use them for something that you yeah. that's not going to be good for the dog. Mm. So please don't buy from pet stores. Don't support them because these people also buy from pet stores because mm-hmm. there's no checks and balances. You can mm-hmm. go and buy a pit bull puppy from a pet store. Yeah, and there's no home there's no checks. No one checking. Yeah. No, exactly. So that's why we don't in Canine Zone. We're saying please adopt. Yeah. Please adopt because at the end of the day we're trying to shut down or. or Certainly people like Bay and Animal Trading are trying to shut down that outlet mm-hmm. um, that people need to go to reputable breeders who mm-hmm. will do home checks and make sure that these puppies are going to the right people or adopt. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get any breeds from shelters. If you mm-hmm. want a pure breed, you can get a pure breed. So, And, and then, of course, keep your dog safe. Mm-hmm. Don't allow them to get out the gate and run in the street because there are baddies out there that will take them and they will end up in a bad place. And then, of course, the, the horrible stories that have come out this week of people who don't want their dogs anymore. They're immigrating and they will give it to a member of their staff, a domestic oh. worker who is in a position. Properly, yes, yeah. they can't look after it properly. Mm. They don't have the funds. And these dogs run. They can't cope in that environment. Yeah. So please, please read. Get Canine Zone magazine. Read how you can make your dog safer. Um, and then we're also talking about the SBCA. The SBCA yes. revealed 
We're telling people what it is that the SBCA does. And today mm, that's our we're going to find out more yeah. because we've got Bryce Maroc, who is the NSPCA veterinarian. And he's going to be telling us what a day in the life of a veterinarian at the SBCA mm. is all about. It must be tough. It must so be tough. it must be tough. Bryce, welcome. Thanks mm. for coming in today. Thank you very much, Sharon. Yeah. Much appreciated. Now, when we met Bryce outside, he was mm. very nervous. And I said, it's very chilled. You must just relax. But you don't understand that. When mm. I first, the day I first did this, literally my knees were shaking. Yeah. Then now it's just, you, it's like you're sitting in the lounge and yeah. chatting, but you don't realize that new people coming in can, it can be a little bit overwhelming. No, man, you're just telling us what you do, your day to day stuff. <laughs> yes. That's what we want to hear. <laughs> so Bryce, you're a veterinarian. Yes, I am. And you, are you the uh, one of many veterinarians at the NSPCA? Um, first of all, I'd just like to um, clarify that mm. I'm, I'm the veterinarian for the NSPCA, NSPCA. The, na- the National Council. Right. There are many veterinarians who work um, at the local level, at okay. the local SPCAs. Um, I initially started off at the Rudapoet SPCA, working oh, in the right, hospital in there. Oh, my yes. <laughs> um, so, yes, no, it's, it, it, it is a different type of job. Mm, um, I'm sure. I understand that a lot of units um, from the NSPCA have come and... Um, presented what they Yes, we're do. doing a series mm, on yes. all the different divisions. And you're still busy with it? We are. Um, yeah, you can we never are. run out. There's so many more. people involved. Eh? Yes, yeah. and we're going to bring some back again. So there's, there's a lot of people don't realize how what much. What goes into the organization. Yeah, yeah. They I think don't it's just the kennels and mm. those sorts of things. Mm. No. So mm. where, are, so, okay, where are you? What, let's first ask this. What made you do this? Why did you get, instead of going into private practice, why in SPCA? I was in private practice. Um, and yeah, no, it's, look, it's a fantastic job. Um, it's, it really is a fulfilling job mm. to work in private practice. Um, but I did come into contact with um, people involved in welfare, specifically the NSPCA. Yes. And these guys just do fantastic work. Oh, they um, do. You know, it's, 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 it's something that is difficult to, to, to really understand. Mm. Um, I remember when I was in my final year, um, one of my professors said to me, my job as a veterinarian is not simply to save lives, but it's to stop suffering. Um, and that's our main focus at the NSPCA. Um, mm. So it just jolled with me. Yes. And what, what I really f- felt I needed to that do in my life. To yeah. do. So it, it must be hard, though. I mean, yes, it is to save lives and end suffering. But I guess in the ending suffering, that must uh, yeah. be very When you have to make that call, yes. then what happens to this animal? Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's difficult to say. You know, mm. we've, um, I've seen many animals go to wonderful homes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know the 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 call is an animal should should never have to have to suffer have to and suffer. and the word here is unnecessarily yes um yes if it's for an a completely um if it's for any purpose that's um, going to result in animal suffering unnecessarily and I'm going to basically um. Highlight that word. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's unnecessarily. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we've all gone through having to have, or I certainly have, having to have your dogs euthanized, euthanized because yeah. they were mm. very old and they're very mm. ill. And, it, and it's, 
It is so stressful, and it is so. And, mm. and I, I sometimes feel sorry for the vets mm. because they've got to deal with that yeah, and the emotion. They the family crying yes, the and walk us through family. it. Yeah. So that that can't be a, an easy part of your job, hey, Brass? No, it isn't. And I can tell you, I know many many veterinarians who um, are very realistic mm. in in the prognosis of an animal, and they would. You'd be surprised how long they would. Try and get keep yes, the animal going. Yes. Okay. Um, and you would ask them, what would you, you advise somebody else if this was your client? Right. Mm. And they, that, that light drops and they realize yes. what they actually should be doing. No, absolutely. I think some people do try and keep the animals alive as long as possible. Yeah, it's natural. I mean, it's you want natural. to, you don't want but eventually to you have to put over. the animals' needs before your mm. own and realize, you know, yeah. I might be in pain now, but my and animals that's the in a lot part. worse pain. Yeah. Yes, You've yes, got yes, to get yes. to that stage where you go, this is now selfish mm. and I have but to But generally your vet is the one that tells you now it's time, mm. you know? Yes. I mean, towards the end, you're generally making those vet visits, you know, sort of once a month, twice a month because yes. the animal is getting sicker. And yeah, eventually the vet says, I think it's time to start considering this. So. Right. Yeah. right. Yes, yes. So Bryce, what, what do you do exactly? Let's tell us a day <laughs> in the life. Yeah, do you go around day. to the different branches? What What does a day in your life co- consist of? <laughs> sure. Entail. You know, this is, when I saw the title, I was, um, um, I had to think quite hard. <laughs> okay. um, because my job, it's very varied. As you'll, as you'll see, um, once the series is wrapped up, that I work very closely with all the different units at the NSPCA, and that includes the um, the Farm Animal Protection Unit, mm-hmm. the Wild Wildlife Protection Unit, uh, Research and Ethics. Yes, um, we had it unit, last week. Yes, um, the Special Investigative Unit, which I think you've also already had. Yes, mm-hmm. Wendy. Wendy yes, Wilson. Yes. Yes. Um, as well as Special Projects Unit. Um, I also do assist. From time to time at the local society level through our society liaison unit. Um, my, my day can really vary. Um, I'm sure. I, I might wake up in the Northern Cape to monitor a sporting event, um, to make sure that uh, everything is done in the most humane uh, yes. way possible. Yes. Um, I might start the day off looking at my emails for <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I do. I do work with with all types of animals, and I do provide veterinary support to to the units. Um, uh, a scientific basis, if if if, if you will. Um, I do work with lizards, oh, all the way up to abattoirs. To abattoirs. Oh, okay. um, wild yeah. wild animals. Um, yes. Look, we we do um, ensure. That that um, wild animals are not yeah, exploited. So like zoos, circuses. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Right. Um, basically, any anywhere where there's a possibility of an animal being exploited, mm-hmm. um, that's that's where I provide my assistance. Okay. I, 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 I'm never the one who initiates. No. I'm the one who comes and assists. So you're going in to look at the health mm. of the the well-being of the animal from a veterinary perspective. Yes, yes. Okay. And also from a scientific basis. Um, you know, there, there are many issues that are still under research. Is the animal suffering in this scenario? Okay. Yes. Um, and my job is to decide because animals can't say, yeah. <laughs> I'm no. suffering in this. Unfortunately. No. I'm suffering in this, in this environment that I'm in, as you were speaking now about puppy mills. Yes. Um, you know, 
I've seen terrible puppy mills. And often it's it's not just the, the poor condition they're in with the fleas and the worms, mm. the social isolation and yes. the deprivation that they experience. Um, as a veterinarian, I can um, refer to, to studies that have been done. Um, and we always, we always give the animal the benefit of the doubt. Right. If there's one single study that has proven that, that this is not good for the animal, then we are completely against it. And I will give my opinion good, good. Um, whether we need to prosecute, whether we need to educate, um, which is basically what the inspectors really, that's, yes. that's more their decision. Um, but I give my opinion, which they can act upon. So, so Bruce, what's the chain of events if you go into a puppy mill? Now, yes. so, so the inspector would go there first. They, uh, for example, there was a, a huge bust with, with a whole lot of, they call them the Brits 10. Mm. These were beagles from a puppy mill that has wonderfully enough, they've all gone into foster homes oh, and many good. have been adopted. We're actually going to cover that in the next issue. It's a brilliant story. But you would then go in with, with the inspector once they have alerted you to the fact that there is a problem here. Yes. And then uh, you assess these, these dogs and puppies, the breeding stock as they call them. That's correct. Um, and as I said, it's, it's not just obviously the puppies, but it's all animals. Yes. Um, the farm animal protection unit is doing fantastic work, um, in the abattoirs, for instance. And I would also accompany them, um, to give them a scientific basis that animals yes. are actually being slaughtered in a humane fashion. Oh, mm. right. Yeah. Um, very important. This is quite different from what you were doing in private practice because I suppose then you're spending a lot of the time in the operating room or with, on the cats. operating table mm. doing neuterings, spaying, things like that. Do you miss that type of thing? Yes, of course. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I, I miss the, um, you know, the, the, the patients with the names mm. and I miss yes. the, oh, that's the, such the, a the, the bond between point, the patients with names, eh? because right. the animals you see don't have names, I suppose. And also the bond between the, mm. the, the human and the animal. Yes. Um, but, but look, there, there is a, People don't really know that their vet's involved in every, um, in every facet yes. of, 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 um, situations where you'll, you'll find animals. Right. Uh, there are vets who work in, in, in the pork industry and, um, in the wildlife industry and research and ethics. Um, so we are trained to, mm. to, to be able to, um, switch across to this type of work. The difference is with, with my type of work is that I um, focus only on welfare. Um, for instance, at an abattoir, say, my, my only concern is till the moment the animal is dead. That's, mm. it's not, it's, it, it okay. is not, um, like other vets in that field where they would, mm-hmm. um, worry about meat safety and, right. and production. So you yeah. making sure that they are as, as comfortable as comfortable as yes, possible yes, yes. till yeah. they die. Yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, you no, know, that's that's not an easy job. Eh? <laughs> no, it's mm. not an easy job as as a vegetarian. It just yeah, it, it never makes sense to me. But I mm. can understand. You know, people eat meat if, and if it's gonna, eat meat. If it is going to happen, at least there is <laughs> someone there sure. checking that yes, it's humane that it's as humane as possible. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Important work. And sometimes I've seen the transport of these yeah. animals is probably mm. far worse because you see them crushed in the back of trucks. Yeah. And, and I think there's a mindset of humans if this animal is going to die anyway, you know, what yeah. dignity should it have now? I but guess. It's not like that, hey? Mm. No. And have you seen, I mean, we're talking, going back again to puppy mills, 
a lot of them around, Bryce? Is it, is no, it especially South Africa. Control? I mean, I'd love to know what yes. our situation is. No, it, it, it is a very um, big problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, people only see the end result. Yeah, the yeah. Cute Beautiful little, little puppy. Yeah, cute little puppy. They haven't seen how the, 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 mother. the, the, the mother and the father mm-hmm. live yeah. in the cage. Yes. Um, and in what conditions they do live in. Um, and unfortunately, you know, this, this spans all breeds. And mm. many people wouldn't believe it. You know, you buy Pekingese for 10,000 Rand and you would think that, um, the Came puppy from or where it comes mm. from is, right. is, is, is fantastic. You know, where, yeah, those funds are not going back into making no. the dogs comfortable. No, no, certainly not. No, and there's a lot of these breeders that tout themselves as being Kuzer registered responsible breeders. Um, one last week with Schnauzers, mm. a well-known name that mm. was actually found to be a puppy mill. And she actually subcontracts other people to breed mm. these Schnauzers for her. I wonder and when it crosses over from a backyard breeder to a puppy mill. When, when mm. do you classify, okay, this is a puppy mill, this is just a breeder, you know? Is it, is it the cages that define that or the sheer volume of the dogs they're breeding? You know... I think, in my experience, um, and I might get into trouble for this, but a lot of breeders in general do not do not look after the animals okay. mm. correctly. Mm. Um, so we're not talking about a high volume um, unit where there's two hundred dogs on. Um, I've seen units where there's a, a small amount of animals, mm. um, and the people actually cannot afford to even cannot afford or are not willing to afford mm. vaccinations and right. uh, veterinary right. treatment for the, the, the you know the, the, the pregnant bitch um, so I'm going to come out and say um, you know the best option is to adopt from our kennels absolutely yeah. or any, any, any welfare no, kennels absolutely it is. Um, and as you said before we do do a lot of checks and you know we wouldn't, would, we would hate to take an animal who's already gone through abuse and send mm. them to another home yes. where they have to uh, repeat the, or experience that, that, that form of right. um, so abuse you, as you well. Try and make sure it's almost like you're a social worker for animals. Yes. I mean, if you think of humans, a social worker would be doing what would you're be doing. doing what you know what I'm saying? Yes. But also, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Jono, that question you asked, um, and correct me, Bryce, in my opinion, a backyard breeder is somebody who doesn't spay new to their dog. They want puppies because they want the kids to see the puppies mm. or they want to see, you know, so a ridiculous reason. And they have litters, which they then no. put because out to pet stores mm. or advertise. In, or in give the, to their friends. Or give to their friends. can't take care of them properly. Or is a yeah. puppy mill, but it's not necessarily on a larger scale. It's their pet dogs. Yes. Um, but the, the puppy mills, it's, it's a business. It's a big business. Mm, and, yeah. Am I right in saying that? Is that the difference between a backyard breeder and a puppy mill or puppy farm? Um, yes, yeah, so I, I would say, but at the end of the day, when you talk about business, mm. um, breeding dogs and cats can never really be a, um, a profitable business if you're doing it correctly. If you're doing it properly. If you're doing right. it properly, it can never be a profitable business because there's so much that goes into it. Mm. Um, I mean, you would know. Um, you know, a pregnant woman with everything that she needs and <laughs> yes. when she, when she finally gives birth and what that baby needs, mm. um, for, we're talking dogs mm. and cats for the first six weeks of life, you, you're really mm. talking high costs. Yes. That even if you did charge a high amount, you, you, you're still gonna need to 
get that money. Well, you see, I don't think they they really care. Um, well, well yes. Well, well, the big, well, the big, mal- uh, yeah. the, the 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 big breeders they they do cut costs. I mean, they yes. have they have, they have a, a small area of this size, and you know, you're looking at about sixty animals right. in this area packed right. in cages no. on top of each other. Oh, 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 no, it's just, it's, it's yeah. very upsetting. But Bryce, there, there's something that we actually haven't looked at over the weeks that we've done in SPCA. And, and I put something on K9's own my Facebook wall the other day and people want to know what is actually the SPCA stance on euthanasia? Is it something, how long does the dog have once it's in the kennels? I, I mean, I understand that sometimes it is absolutely necessary, but there's, I think, a lot of panic and hysteria going out there at the moment. Mm. People saying, "Oh, don't take if you find a dog, don't take it to the SBCA yeah, be because it's a day mm. and they'll euthanize it," which is not true. Um, yeah. Is there a time limit? How do you look at that, Bryce? Or is that a tough one? <laughs> you, you, no, no, you're, you're asking the wrong person. Am I right? Okay. Um, right. CN Inspector Jakub Peterson, when he comes, he'll be able to explain that explain a lot better that. than us. Because yes. remember, there are close to 100 SBCA societies all over the country. Um, that's not, I do not get involved in, in, in that. In, in, in that. But let's go back to the breeding situation. Yes. yes. This is what's caused. Right. Absolutely. This is what's causing this. Um, the, the supply result. and demand for animals, unfortunately, tips in the way of um, supply. Yes. And you, we just have too many animals um, mm-hmm. out there. Many people obviously will keep the puppies as you, uh, and once they stop being cute, they'll hand them in, mm. or they get too big, for, or they're too rambunctious, or they're simply moving overseas. Mm, yeah. Um uh, I, I'm not going to comment any further on that because I, I, I'd, I'd yes, probably say the wrong thing. I, I'm not. Even when no, I was at right. Rudapurts, I worked in the hospital, yes. um, in treatment and, um, you know, which included surgery and uh, medically treating animals. Medically treating them. Um, and now at the NSPCA, I, I work very little with, um, dogs and cats. Yes. I am going at the end of the month to a very remote part of the Eastern Cape in the Transcar to do mass sterilizations. Wow. Um, and treatments. Must be nice and to be hands on, you know, with what you Yes. See, that's the wonderful side of it, to actually go and do. I actually yeah. saw something the other day, I don't know how factual it is, but it said in this country with the amount of animals in shelters, a family of four, each person in that household would need to have seven dogs. What? Yes. Yeah. No, to actually stop that. Yeah, because oh there's gosh. just breeding, 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 and not enough homes. So if you've got four people in your family, you'll each each one have needs to have seven, seven dogs, dogs to give them all a home. Yeah. Which is, wow, wow that's okay. mind-blowing. Yeah. And, and, and how many people can actually afford to have no. seven animals? No. Even even if they did really care, yes. if they had that um, that moral outlook of, of fairness towards others, including animals, how could they afford? It's costly. Um, it's, it's costly, veterinary treatment. Yeah, if you're going to look after them properly, properly, like you say, it is costly. Yes. Hey? Yes. I mean, it's one thing to have a dog, but if you really are going to inoculate them, feed them the right food, spend mm-hmm. enough time with them, it's like emotionally costing, time costly, yeah. financially. It's, and I, and it's I think the commitment. only way is to stop this out of control breeding. Yeah. 
Yes, yeah, yes, no, at I the agree. end of the day, that's the only, only way. But I mean, the NSPCA of late has been doing such amazing things. Aside from your, your spay and neuter campaigns, um, you've made a couple of big busts. We're not going to talk about it today. Mm. Um, uh, there was this huge pitbull ring, uh, bust over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not talking about it today because it's sensitive. It's in court, but we are going oh, to have Wendy as we in speak, eh? as we speak. We are mm. going to have Wendy in in two weeks time. With Jeanette Erasmus from Underdogs Pitbull mm-hmm. Rescue, and we'll we'll get into that again. Mm, that's um, going to be a tough but that, show. That, but that was important. fantastic. Yes, I mean, yes, the, yes. the Brits ten. There's so many good things that's that's coming up, and it gives you hope. You know, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. does give you a bit of hope. But do you find are more people educated? Are they more motivated? Is the message getting through, Bryce? Or is animal cruelty there with us to stay? And you're always going to get those that abuse animals. Um, you know, just I also agree. You know, um, this this is a case that's that's in court at the moment, mm. and we we will always strive to stop dog fighting. Um, but as you know, yeah, rape. Yeah, you can't stop it's, it. It's with mm, us. We, you know, yeah. we we do our best to to stem the tide. Mm. Um, there is, there is, uh, generally a lot more awareness. Um, what, what, what I really do like is the, um, the supermarkets mm-hmm. that have, that have, are really motivated to produce products that are humanely um, treated. That, yes, that, 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 yes. The animals come. Free range eggs. Free, 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 like that. free, yeah. free range Chicken. eggs. Um, Woolworths has, has, has recently. Woolworths is amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you know, they've recently committed to only buying sheep from, um, farms where they don't, um, use traps. Yes. Um, so no, look, the, been pe- a, people a are becoming more aware and people want They've definitely, mm-hmm. you know, stood up and said we're going to make a difference. Mm, good on them, man. Um, but you know, I, I just, I so respect People like you actually go out there in the trenches and actually go and make a difference. You know, mm. I'm, I'm a bit with my magazine and my Facebook. I'm a bit of an armchair warrior, you know, <laughs> yeah. but you don't always get out there and and see what's happening. So I really do. Yeah, I'm sure it's a thankless you know, thank job. Thank you yeah. for what you do. It must be a thankless job. Mm. Yes, I'm very interested to know your own personal animal life. Mm. Like, how many do you have? Dogs? Do you have cats at home? Um, yeah, look, we do. I do have uh, two two dogs and a cat. Okay. Um, and you never have to take them to the vet. You just do everything yourself. <laughs> yeah. eh? it must be nice. I always wanted a parent that's like a doctor or something. Yes. You know, yes, you never visit the doctor. Treat you yourself. <laughs> I've got a niece that's studying to be a vet. I've oh, got that planned okay. for it. What <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, do you do? You take them to get a second opinion, or do you just treat them yourself? Well, look, um, I'm not. I don't have a clinic. I don't have a, oh, a hospital. Right. So, you so would need to go uh, again. You know, it's, it's, it's something that you, people need to be a bit, bit more aware of. Yes. Um, they need to give the animal the benefit of the doubt if they need, yeah, um, treatment. Mm. Um, and this is what a veterinary practice with the ultrasound and the yes, x-rays yes, and the, so and all and the blood labs is, mm. um, includes. And Bryce, tell me something, this is something I don't know. Um, can the general public go to the SBCA to get veterinary treatment? And is it less expensive? I, I haven't done any research on that. We treat many, many, many animals throughout the country at our hospitals, mm. clinics, and consulting rooms. Um, people need to pass a test. 
um, to prove that so they, not the government hospitals. No, no, we we, we don't receive money. It's oh. um, we oh, do our okay. best in, in in what we can. Um, obviously, some of the societies can can provide much better treatment um, yes. than others, and this all comes down to um, you know what the public um, help us with in in terms okay. of donations. You mentioned earlier this 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 bad rap that that some of the local societies get. Mm. I've seen many societies that rehome animals on a daily basis, mm. on a daily mm. basis. You know, and many of these animals come from horrible conditions. They've been fed up. They've been treated, um, mm. and they and they leave the hospital or yeah. they leave the the the, the, the SPCA um, with a great new family. Yes. Um, so no, it it is more people are adopting, and and I think the SPCA doesn't get any government support. Relies on on donations and funding, and you're the only one that actually can go out there with with a bit of teeth and make arrests, actually physically do something out there. Yeah. And I think more people need to start supporting yes, an SPCA. Yes. They they really do because this is why the series because a lot of people kind of. As John has said earlier, think, oh, it's a kennel. They euthanize dogs. They don't get the whole picture of what yes, you guys yes. actually do, yeah. which is is incredible. It really is. If 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 I could just make one uh, appeal, you know, specifically something that's close to my heart, mm. and that's the life of the farm animals, um, the transport, the far- or the yes. farming, the transport, and and um, how they're treated when they're slaughtered. Um, the Farm Animal Protection Unit, um, they do a fantastic job and they, the, the work that they do all over this country, um, is, is, is just fantastic and mm. I do assist them, um, with, with a lot of that work. Um, and yeah, that's, no, it's, a lot, it's a lot of petrol. We're still having the <laughs> yeah. chappy in my, his name escapes me, but I mean, we've even uh, had the donkey lady, the don- we'll yes, call yes, her yes. that. Unit. Yes, oh, twice I mean, on our show. We've, we've we had actually had her in twice because yeah. she was so amazing. She had and so much to teach us. You are so. all animal angels that, mm. that just do this and give of yourself. So, you know, again, in ending, please people support the NSPCA. Yeah. They've always, there's branches all over the country. Make donations, even if it's 20 rand a month, it, it will make a difference. Yes, and yes. spread the word, go in, go and adopt a dog from the SPCA. Mm. Um, now, instead of complaining about the euthanasia, why yes, don't you don't make a difference make the next difference. time you get a, a yeah. dog or a cat? No, yeah. ab- absolutely, Jono. Mm. Couldn't mm. have said it better. But Bryce, thank you so very much for coming in today and, and for all that you do. Um, bless <laughs> you. you. May no. you save many, many animals as you go further. And then when we come back, we have a much more light-hearted topic. When we come back, we changing tact. Topic. Yes, we got Brian Blades, who's here from Wodak, World of Cats and Dogs I was interested Expo. to see his number plate says yes, Wodak. Of course, <laughs> of course. It's the biggest event of the year, so we'll be back with Brian. Cliffcentral.com It has been locked away from the eyes of the world. Chained, never to be released. But now, it wants to get out. Stay tuned to Cliff Central weekdays to find out how you can unleash the Jeep Renegade. Find hidden codes and videos posted by Jeep SA and you could win Jeep Renegade prizes. As well as become the person to single-handedly unleash the Jeep Renegade upon the shores of South Africa. Are you renegade enough? I'm a renegade, I just hit the ground running. Visit unleashrenegade.co.za to find out. 
Tees and Seas But if we take away the cocktails, your bendy morals, the jocks, the surfers, the obligatory Australians, their swimsuit bulges, and your ability to metabolize a four-cheese pasta. If we remove the ocean setting, the bitchy laughter, your reliable birth control, your glaucoma prescription, ankles that touch your ears, your will to bikini wax, northward pointing nipples and triceps that don't shake when you cough. If we take away your hopes, dreams, flexibility and your ability to hold in your pee when you jump up and down, if we take away all that, we're left with you at 35, on holiday, bobbing in the warm yellow kiddie pool with your four-year-old in a sexless sack that you call a swimming costume. Student flights. Travel before it's not fun anymore. CliffCentral.com And we're back and now we're going to be talking, we're changing tech completely to the world of dogs and cats. Wodak, yes. the most amazing expo, the biggest expo, the mm-hmm. most fun. I've been going to them for 20 years for, really? from the time they, they started. started. Um, used to be at the Dome. Couldn't wait. Highlight of the year. I suppose the Dome eventually got too small. Well, we're going to yeah. find that out. But I, it's, it's just the biggest event of the year. We already, from K9 Zone Magazine's perspective, we're already planning. We're excited. We're doing a, a celebrity dog oh, challenge, awesome. which Casper de Fris is going to take Good. part in. Wow, okay. That is a lot of fun. It's the celebrities that's going to go around the ring with, with agility dogs to okay. raise funds for shelters. But we got Brian Blades in today, who's the organizer. Wodak is you, Brian. Welcome. Thank you for coming in today. Yeah, thank you very much, Sharon. All the way from Durban. All the way from Durban. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> Brian, 20 years. 20 years, long correct. Time. It's a very long time. Um, we started in Durban for seven years before we even came to the Dome. Um, started off something very small. Um, not totally divorced from your last speaker. Uh, the idea of Wodak was for education purposes. Right. And uh, educate people about purebred dogs, about re- buying from responsible breeders. Yes. Um, and as your last speaker said, that, you know, there's a lot goes in to choosing the right dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just quote your border collie on the front of your cover this month. A border collie is not for everybody. No. Um, it's, an, no. a, it's a It's a genetically bred dog for working. It wants to work. It wants to work. And they go mental if they don't work. Mm. So people who buy a border collie and want it to stay in the back garden are going to have a huge mm. problem. That's, That's why a lot problem. of border collies end up in rescue. Yes. And yes. there are a lot that end up in rescue. Um, and so, yes, people need to make that right choice. Uh, yes. And there's a lot goes into a choice. I, I don't know how. I mean, I can just refer back to my own um, um when I had to choose my own a dog, and I really didn't know what I wanted. Um, and I think it's, I, I try and explain to people, you know, when you buy a dog, 
It's also, it's about looks. What suits your eyes? Like buying a car. Yes. I mean, I see cars out there, which I don't know why people would buy them. But they're, other they're people horrible. love them. Yeah, yes. and other people love them. So we've choice. got now people buying a bulldog or an Afghan or a Rottweiler, Doberman, whatever it might be. Different dogs suit different people's eyes mm. and, and what they appreciate in, in, a, in a something that's beautiful. Um, so there's a lot to cho- When you choose a dog, you've got to really make that choice. And without knowledge, you can't make a choice. Um, and as I say, the Border Collie is a prime example where you really need to know what you're taking on. And if you're not prepared to give it the training and the exercise that it requires, you're going to have a problem not on a your hands. Not a good idea. Mm. You're yes. going to have dogs that dig, bark. Chew up things, and that's all frustration. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. People don't generally do that. You, you're quite right. You have to look at the, the nature of the dog. I think people choose, I mean, myself included, mm. I choose it on the value of its looks, its yes. cute, it, you know? Yes. But I guess that's not the right way to go about it. You've got to, I mean, I'm, I love Rottweilers. My whole life I've had Rottweilers. I don't at the moment because I've now got to a bull terrier and a bulldog. Um, sorry, pit bull. But I don't think I'll ever get a Rottweiler again. Because, because I'm getting older, I won't have that time mm. to go out and work with them and train mm. them and, and do the right thing for them. Yeah. They're working dogs. Absolutely. And yeah. it's the exercise of walking, you know, and it's yes. no good just like, you know, people say, oh, my dog runs around the garden, chases a ball. <laughs> that is no, not, not, that's not stimulating enough. No, it's not dogs stimulating. Dogs need to, you know, they need to get out there. It's not just physical exercise, it's mental exercise uh, yes. that dogs need as well. So yes. it's... Uh, I mean, we know as humans, it's just not physical, it's, it's mental as well. Yeah. We need, we need, we need, we need a change of scenery. No, Absolutely. Need stimulation. Yeah. But yeah. And Wodak's great with that because yeah. you do have a lot of the breeds represented well. there and the people will talk to you about the breed. These are reputable breeders. There's, yeah, it, it, as you said, that they, they, that's what we're there for. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's no substitute from speak, to speak to somebody who owns that breed. Mm. Mm. Uh, somebody who owns the Border Collie is in far better position to explain the Border Collie than I am. Because they're not trying uh, to yes. sell it. I mean, no, I, it's not like you're at the pet store and they're trying no, to sell it to you'll, you. You'll find no, good breeders will actually honest. try and put you off. Correct. Yeah. You know, a good breeder yes. is going to tra- bring up all the negatives of owning a particular breed mm. and if you're still interested, then you can start talking. And as your last speaker said, you know, a, a huge amount of time and money goes into raising a proper litter. Yes. Um, and we do, it's not only breeding, it's, 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 it's like uh, it's genetics. And we, we can't just keep breeding within our own little genetical pool, mm. what we have inside that. We have to import dogs. So all your top breeders will be importing new bloodlines right. to keep that, right. you know, keep it's that a strength of that exercise, breed. And, but they're uh, doing it for the we, breed. I mean, to import a dog today, you're, you're probably spending fifty, sixty thousand rand on a puppy, wow. on, a, on an eight-week-old puppy. That's what it'll cost you. Mm. And we have a lot of people importing quality dogs. Yes. Um, and again, one of the to tell people if if you can't uh, find a breeder, it is very important to see the parents, certainly the mother. If yes. you can't see the mother of the, uh, uh, the, the puppy, walk away mm. because you you know. It's, there's a, you know, when we, when we breed, we breed not only for looks, we breed for temperament and health. Mm. And, uh, you can always, you know, the temperament, a lot of people, when they go to, to a litter and they see a, a little nervous puppy, they feel sorry for yes. it. That puppy is going to be a problem all it's their life. It's an emotional choice. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, uh, and there's a lot of dogs that end up in the SPCA and the other rescue organizations. It's because there's a problem. And it, yes, I, I, promote people going and, and getting a, a dog from the rescue organizations but they've got to remember there is a problem with that dog and that's why it's there mm. and if it wasn't a problem it probably wouldn't have ended up in the so they've got to be prepared to 
solve that problem. Yes. You know, stop the barking, stop the digging, stop the chewing. Yes, don't just give uh, up. Don't give up. So they, yeah, they have to understand when they take that dog, yes. they're going to have to invest some time. You know? But that's what I love about Wodak, Brian, is that the reputable breeders are represented, but the shelters are also represented. Absolutely. So people go there, they get the education yep. that they need, mm. they can find out about yep. the breeds, they can help a shelter, get involved. Correct. It's such a, it's, it's all things animal. That's yep. what I love about it's, it. It is. We try and, as you say, it's just not uh, about dogs and cats and, and mm. uh, the reptiles and the fish and, and the horses. Uh, it's, it's about it, but it's also what you can do, you know, with your animals. Yes. You know, you can go, you know, there's training clubs there, you can find a training club. Mm-hmm. The, the kennel union of South Africa will be present and they can advise on who's in the area as good breeders, who are good trainers. Um, they can give you lots of advice. And, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's educational. We can show what a well-trained dog looks like. Can yeah. do. Yeah, we've got agility yes. dogs. We've, Dancing we, dogs. Yeah, oh. I think a lot of people, I think that's what made me want to get into training my Rottweilers at the time, mm. is because you go and see these dogs. And you can see what they're the capable bond, of. But the bond that they have mm. with their handler mm. is just mm. unbelievable. Correct. But let's just get into the logistics. When is it taking place? Is it in July, I see? It's in the uh, 17th to the 19th of July. It okay. uh, Gallagher Convention Center, Midrand. Mm. Um, we're open from uh, nine o'clock through till six o'clock, uh, Monday, uh, Fridays uh, to Sunday. Uh, Friday is what we call family day and trade day, so um, families can come at a cheaper price on the Friday. So uh, and compared with Saturday and Sunday, I would suggest people get there early because it does get extremely mm. busy. Uh, and if you don't like crowds. Come on a Friday. Mm. This might be a, mm. might be an obvious question, but I'm sure people are wanting to know: Can they bring their dog along? Uh, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to cause chaos. Eh? Yeah, okay. there's, well, it's, there's a number of reasons. One, yes, this is just chaos. It's an indoor show, and and it does get congested. But it's also the health, and uh, you know, mm. we don't know if all the dogs are vaccinated yeah. and and mm. carrying any. So disease. for their own good. Yeah. So for their own your good. dog is yeah. in a show. Yes, yeah. absolutely. They're all entered. Any, any dog that is present uh, will be entered. In in a typical competition and all uh, there for demonstration purposes. Okay. And there's lots of uh, lots of shows. And that's mm. something we haven't really got into on this show is the whole dog show world, mm. showing your dogs. It's yeah. huge in People this take country. that very seriously. Yes, yeah. and they do take, and cat shows mm. as well, which I know you also well, do at Wodak. We love over 200 cats. We love wow. over 200 dogs, uh, all of different breeds. Um and yeah, people show because it's a competition. People like mm. to compete. People like to come first. Uh, they, and it's also for, for breeders. If you want to be able to promote your particular breed of dog as a, as a winning top dog, yes. uh, then you need to, sh- you need to show you it. You need it, to be there. Yeah. And, uh, it's, whether it's a, you know, if it's a racehorse, you know, you need to have a winning racehorse to, sure. if it's going to be used for stud, um, it needs to be shown that it it's got the, yeah, capabilities. And I that's wish, the same with, with I us. wish these dog fighters would rather train their dogs in uh, agility yeah. and obedience and go and compete. Yeah. You know, mm. instead of doing that with them, I really do. And, and Brian, you've got a lot of fun stuff too. Uh, we were talking about the celebrity dog mm. challenge. That's going to be a lot of fun. Well, the celebrity is something we've done for many years to try and raise funds for the various welfare organizations. Uh, we sponsor six welfare organizations to 
participate at WODAC. Um, the celebrities are there, obviously, to give it that little bit yes, of prestige. Yes. Uh, and we've had some very nice uh, celebrities over the years who have promoted animal welfare. So it's a very, it's a fun event. It really is a fun event. It's going to uh, be. Because, you know, we give the celebrities a trained dog, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. uh, but, you know, there's a difference between a dog knowing what to do and a handler who doesn't know who what doesn't to do. Know so what we have, to are do. you allowed to reveal some? I know, I really know well, one of them. Well, I know we've got Cusper de Cusper, who has his own show signed up. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we've also so, um, got Ashley Hayden um, oh, signed fantastic. up, working okay. on a few more very interesting um, celebrities. But it's going to be cool to see what Casper gets up to. Mm. <laughs> and, and we're still <laughs> twisting Gareth's arm. Hey, we're still going to Gareth can't make it. No, I've, no, I've already yeah. tried. He's busy that week. But this is going to be the Canine Zone Complete Pet Celebrity Challenge. Ooh. Don't miss that one. It's going to be great because it raises funds mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. the shelter. And then Brian, as you were saying, you've got the cat section. Obviously, dogs, reptiles. I know there's even spiders, you know, on display. Horses. Yeah, we have we have rats. I mean, uh, I didn't realise until a few years ago there was pedigree rats. Um, and and thought. Yeah, you can so you get a pedigree with your rat. Uh, they're very, they have rat very, shows, very friendly. Yeah. Rat agility no, they, competitions. They, they have the shows and and uh, they breed very friendly little rats. Yes. Uh, oh, they make lovely pets. It's, rats. Yes, they, they do. Apparently, they do. Um, they, very we have, intelligent. We yes. have rabbits. Um, we have a we have the budgies, but this year we've got something new. Um, we're going to host the Koi uh, National Koi Society show. Oh, uh, so we'll have a lot of top. All the top breeders of koi will be there yes. with their best fish. Uh, also being judged. Uh, there's an overseas judge, I think, coming out to to judge the koi. That's fantastic. So these are going to be huge koi. Like no, no, no. These are they, this is the baby koi. Okay. Uh, so they're okay. they're small, but uh, there's going to be a lot of them, um, okay. and there will be a winner at the end of the day. Apparently, oh, I love koi fish. I'm mm. so going to come check mm. that out. It's it, that, that's something different. We try and have something different each year. Mm. Um, we started a couple of years ago with the horses, so we have four or five different breeds of horses available for people to see and talk to you know people about the horses um and we have a, a few of the rescue organizations as well from the horse society we have the lipizzaners there normally uh, not as not the horses but the people from lipizzaners who can also educate the people on what that's involved what is involved there and most yeah. of the stands are it's a lot of fun. I mean, there's something different. Oh. I know uh, Animal Talk, mm. also one of the, the big mm. uh, uh, sponsors, and they mm. get involved. They did talks on how to teach your dog, or your child, sorry, mm. to handle a dog yep. and to yeah. treat a dog, yeah. which was run by Leslie de Klerk from Paws mm. for People. Very educational. So most of the stands, they don't just stand there selling products. They're talking to you, be it mm. about nutrition, mm. behavior, Something like that. Okay. Yeah, there's something for everybody. Yes. It, it's, uh, it really is a very, very, you know, problem with my show is that they, people tend to come early in the morning and stay all day mm. and it gets fuller and fuller. Yes. Um, when okay. most exhibitions, people come in, spend an hour or two and see what they want to see and, yes. and disappear. But we have ongoing, it's non-stop arena events, uh, with different actors. And, and as you mentioned earlier, the Dancing with Dogs yes. is, a, is the, it's have the South Africa. Have you seen Africa. that, John? No, I, oh, I'm surprised to hear this. Oh, you, you must, you must go onto YouTube and just put Dancing with Dogs there and, and see some of the, that. it's incredible what they can get their dogs to do. Mm-hmm. And this is the national South African championships mm-hmm. and the winner of the event uh, gets invited to represent South Africa at Crufts. Wow. Uh, so they take, they take part at the, in, in the Crufts. And last year there were something like 28 countries represented at Crufts with 
the national winner. Yeah. And I mean, that is so. also, it's a sport and it mm. takes a lot of training. I mean, the only way I'd get my dog to dance with me is if I had a Vienna in each yeah. hand. But anyway, <laughs> well, I mean, you have to do what you have to do. Work. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they start. I yes. mean, that's how you, you, you get your dog with food and, and uh, praise and, and you can get your dog to do most things. And dogs the, are intelligent. They're very intelligent. One of the winners over the years was that Staffy. I can't yes, remember. Uh, yeah, the little brown Staffy. Scarlet. Scarlet. Mm. That's it. You've never seen anything like it. The energy and mm. the bond with with her mm. handler yeah. was just I believe she's retired she's now. retired she's got older now it's uh, we've got a border collie that's been the champion for the last two years mm-hmm. uh, stunning stunning performance well, okay. of course border collies can do anything <laughs> <laughs> if they're trained <laughs> if they're trained if they're trained mm. and and Brian you also have events coming up before you do a media day so you get the whole people excited about it because as I said earlier in my opinion it is the event of the year for people who love dogs I know a lot of people from Cape Town and Durban go oh it's not fair because it's not the why have you decided not to do Cape Town and Durban? Well I'm, a, I'm afraid it's, it's obviously economics it's a lot of work uh, you yeah. know, it's, um, Houting is 65% of the pet community sure. Um, so it's we've decided it's it's a lot of work to put one show on a year. Mm. Uh, we have done, as I say, we did Durban for seven years, and it just got so big that we had to move. I mean, I was most of the companies are Johannesburg based, so my arm was twisted to come to Johannesburg. Yes, uh, we've been to Cape Town once. Uh, Cape Town was very good, but. Yeah, also, there's not that many venues the that's, venues that's suitable um, and, and affordable, where Johannesburg has got a few venues, so there's a little competition here where there isn't in Durban and Cape Town. Uh, Gallagher Convention Centre is fantastic because it's got... It's uh, massive. It's massive mm. and it's got lots of parking. It's got yes. lots of open space so the dogs can run around as well uh, for a bit of exercise during the day. So, yeah, we, it, it has proved to be a, a good venue. And we, we also, you know, it's nice there. We, we get the... Victoria people as well as the Johannesburg yes. people. And you did a lot of what I found interesting being a standholder is last year after the show, you got so much research that you did that mm. came out of that, which was fascinating. Mm. How many people were dog owners? Mm. How many were mm. cat owners? Mm. Um, and I think more and more people are actually doing more for their animals. Mm. They are looking at good nutrition. They are mm. looking at... Uh, behaviorists mm. um, and not just locking them in the back garden. Well, I think the fact that you're showing up to an event like this proves that you love your animal, yeah. that you're taking an interest. Mm. So, Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, it also serves another uh, purpose is that there's a lot of busy people out, out there who can't keep animals but love animals. Mm. And you know, they, they just want to come and see the cats and see the dogs mm. because that's they'd love to have but they're sensible enough not to have a dog that yes, they can't look after you know interact. they're just so busy and let's face it our lifestyles today are extremely yeah. hectic in most and cases. I think also for children I mean like you say you don't want to just buy your child a puppy or let your dog's breed so your child can see puppies mm. well they come to an event like this they can see every breed of dog you know that yes, we have so. yes. yeah, absolutely and yeah. that's a good point you raised there when somebody phones me and say they're looking for a, a dog for a puppy for his daughter or his wife I, I'm, I said, no, sorry, it's got to be a family. You, all, all the people in that family have to agree that is what yes. the dog they want. Because if, I mean, I've seen people that this, the father wants a Rottweiler, yeah. but the mother's scared stiff. Yes. Now, that, yes, that doesn't work. work. No. That doesn't work. So you, you, it's got to be a family decision. So mm. as if, you know, as, as a breeder myself, I, I want to see the whole family. Now, I was going to get to that uh, on the personal note. You've always been involved with dogs. That's why I started. What, what yeah. do you breed? What do you work with? I mainly Dobermans. I've been breeding Dobermans oh. for mm. nearly... 
40 years. Oh. Um, so, yes, we, we, uh, not big. I wouldn't, one literally a year, maybe, uh, for the, I haven't had a litter for the last two years, just circumstances. Yes. Dogs and cats takes up all right. my time. Right. Um, we did import, um, standard schnauzers a few years ago. Oh. Um, there, were, there weren't many standard schnauzers. No, I was going to say, you don't in see South them. Africa. Mm-hmm. So, um, my family twisted my arm to get a standard schnauzer, so we we imported two and we have bred those a couple of times. Uh, lovely, lovely dogs. But again, it's it's you know my Dobermans. I can just take a, a cloth and rub them yes, down, and they're nice wa- and clean. And and, <laughs> and but schnauzers, it's a lot of grooming yeah. and bathing, and and uh, so it's a lot of responsibility if you're going to take on that type of dog. Yes. Mm. So how many? What do you have at the moment? How many dogs uh, do you have? I've got three Dobermans and four schnauzers. Wow, wow. Yeah. that's a that's a yeah. nice uh, Dobermans. Well, on. But even Dobermans, you don't see them often anymore. Yeah, that's no, true. There's, yeah. A, there's a lot out there. Um, there's quite a few breeders um, breeding Dobermans. And yes. we don't, you know, there's people do, a lot of people do understand that there is a, a that they need to buy quality mm. dogs. Because they're also classed as a working oh, dog. Oh, big time. Yes. No, no. A Doberman is just as, not quite as uh, hectic as maybe a Border Collie, because uh, Border Collies haven't been domesticated in the same way as a lot of our dogs, like Dobermans. Uh, they were working dogs uh, up until quite recently. It's mm-hmm. only over the last maybe 20 years that they've become show dogs and become house dogs. Pets, yes. Pets where previously yes. they were on a farm doing their business. And that's uh, so they are, they're still more strongly genetically engineered to be working So compared with the Doberman. Um, but, yeah, Dobermans are, are you need to put in the work uh, yes. I enjoy working dogs so it, it suited me perfectly and, it, and they're an athletic dog when yes. I was younger I could go running yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> so it was I used to take my dogs running with me and, and so they, they they would run um, they run a comrades uh, with no problem yes. uh, if, if trained you know, they have, it's like and beautiful yeah if, it's like everything else uh, you can't just take a dog and run 20 kilometers mm. it's got to be it's eased to be into 20 kilometers mm. like like we would be, yes, uh, yes. Um, but they're quite capable of running. Yeah, I know they're awesome dogs. And and Brian exhibitors at the show. We've spoken about the breeders. We've spoken about uh, other exhibitors that we are going to have there. It's everything from ourselves, Animal Talk magazines, to your pet nutrition. Oh, what else? Products. The full range of anything to do with the pet industry is there. Mm. It's, as you say, all the latest toys for for dogs and cats. Um, all the latest uh, new dog food, nutrition. Yes. The, we've got the pharmaceutical companies there with all their tick and flea type products. Mm. Um, we have people selling, you know, everything. Anything yes. to do with dogs or cats, they're there. Do- a lot of dog beds. Um, you know, people with fancy dog beds, leather dog beds. Uh, oh, yes, so, I know. I'm going yeah. to go and replace my yeah. wagwool yeah. bed this yeah. year. <laughs> the most a- amazing beds. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Mona, I'm giving you a punt. <laughs> but so, I think that's also what's so nice is I think if you are in the pet industry, you should be at Wodak. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It, and it's, you know, Friday particularly is where a lot of the you know, traders. Pet, so the traders are going mm. to be there, and it's. I know people. We get people coming from all within Africa. I mean, they come down from Zimbabwe, uh, Namibia, uh, Kenya. What the buyers? The buyers. Oh. They come down to see what is available. Okay. Um, because if they don't, they they have to go to all the different uh, wholesalers. Yes. To see what is new. Well, if they come to Odak, it's basically it's under one roof. I would imagine this is like the biggest expo in Africa, without it a doubt. Is. Mm. Yeah. Oh yes, that's and a big thing. And, and you know, I, it is really the only t- 
t- uh, expo of its type in the world. Mm. I, it, you know, there's a lot of dogs shows and, and, and indoor dog things. There's a, uh, but I have not come across an event where they've got cat shows, dog shows, horses, under one roof. Under one roof. Birds, fish. No, Birds, fish. Sure. Yeah, no, it's, uh, there's, uh, I haven't come across anything quite like it. And there are very, very few shows around the world that can, have been going eight of uh, 20 years as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, we 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 quite enjoy what we do. So no, that makes it easy. I I can't wait. Um, mm. We started four years ago when we launched Canines and then called Caesar's Way. And I remember after my first show, I lost my voice for a month. It <laughs> was that busy. It was all the talking <laughs> because I wanted to jump up every time a person came and said, "Look at this! Look yeah. at this!" One month I couldn't speak, so mm. I can't but wait. I'm sure it's it was on worth my calendar it, yeah. worth every second. I'm just seeing we've got Brad, one of our regular listeners, saying I'm currently fostering a husky. From from Husky Rescue, who was rescued from a puppy mill. Brad, mm. shall we give him the Animal Central salute? We no. salute you, Brad. Well no. done. And give him a big hug from us. Yeah. Brian, now, uh, before we run out of time, we have got a couple of tickets to Wodak to give away. So if any listeners, please go on to Canine Zone Facebook wall. Uh, it's simple, Canine Zone. This afternoon, I will put up a post, ask you a question about what we spoke about today. So you're going to have to listen to the podcast mm-hmm. again, and you can win some tickets to Wodak. Awesome. Well worth it. And well just worth remind it. us again, 17 to 19, hey, July. Yep. Correct. Awesome. Of Gallagher. July, Gallagher State. You've got to be there and come in and say hi to to us and so let's hope Cusper wins this one for, yeah, yes. for Animals for Cliff for Central, Central represents yes. and, yeah. maybe we'll get Damon involved he's in this issue of yeah. Canines and I'll get Damon sure there as well I'm sure he'd be so willing yeah. no I'm sure so that's all we have for this week next week we've got a dog behaviorist in to talk about um, training methods the mm-hmm. different training methods and we've got our vet back we've got um, uh, Clint Austin back in again next week we're going to talk about so get those questions through yes yeah. uh, we, there's various things we're going to talk about but if you've got any questions again please post it on canine zone wall and we'll answer your questions so until next week get out there save a dog if you can't adopt donate thanks for listening cliffcentral.com